Our guest today, Barry Labov, is a former rock musician. He's also an award-winning CEO and president of a multi-award-winning company. And he's also a thought leader who's sharing how leading your company like a rock band can help your company not only stand out from the crowd in the eyes of customers, but in the hearts and souls of employees. Join us for episode 259 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Welcome, everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right here along with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, everybody. It's great to join you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help visionary leaders accelerate themselves, and of course their companies, to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, Pam, we always enjoy hearing from our enthusiastic listeners who fit our purpose Mm -hmm. and, and our match for what we're trying to do here, and today... We are delighted to have a conversation with one of them. Yes. One of our enthusiastic listeners is Barry Labov, a nationally recognized, respected author, speaker, brand strategist, and channel engagement specialist. Wow, that's a lot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Barry is president and CEO of Labov Marketing Communications and Training, and he reached out to us with a unique set of thoughts about leading for differentiation. And we had such a great time talking with him. We said, has to be a guest on Growth Igniters. Radio. That's right. Join the Growth Igniters community. Yep, we'll never let you leave. It's true. <laughs> He's going, I don't know about this. Barry has an energy for life and an unwavering passion for differentiation. He's been shaking up the business world for over 40 years. As the founder of Labov Marketing and Training in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Barry has made his mission to help brands and products stand out from the crowd. I'm saying it again, not just in the eyes of customers, but in the hearts and souls of those who represent them, most notably their employees. That's a big deal. Yes. Barry's upcoming book, The Power of Differentiation, which will be distributed by Simon & Schuster, is a testament to his expertise and commitment to innovation. But his achievements don't stop there, and we have to share just a few of these. Barry's very modest about these things, but just a couple of things. He's a two-time Entrepreneur of the Year, a member of the Entrepreneur of the Year Hall of Fame. He's authored a dozen business parables and boasts of a blue-chip client list from all corners of the globe, including just a few, Harley-Davidson, the McCallum Scotch, Audi, UPS, Singer Salranda, and a lot of others. The other thing that stood out to us in the conversation, and Barry talks about it a bit, is that he's a former rock musician. Barry's company annually conducts hundreds of business jams for clients in search of breakthrough ideation. His approach to business is inspiring and empowering. We found it 
that the more that we got to know him, the more inspired we are. We we're want, up. Yes, yeah. yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to get right over to the conversation. I think it might take too long to keep going. But you can also read much more about Barry's background by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 259, and scroll down to the bio link in resources. Barry, we are so glad that you have joined us, Growth Igniters Radio. Welcome. Well, thank you, Pam, and thank you, Scott. I am a fan, and I'm honored to be on here with you. I think the two of you are enchanting, and you're a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So let's have some fun together. I love the fact that you started out as a musician. We have that in common. We care about music in our different areas. No, we met us, singing comic opera, as yeah, a matter of fact. But let's talk about rock musician, yeah. because this was a major deal for you. Tell us a little bit about that time. Well, I say this, and I'm not being humble. I have written songs that have sold well under one million copies. Uh, I ran a rock band for a number of years. We were on American Bandstand. We were on the Billboard charts. We did an MTV video, things like that. It was a great experience. And I did not realize it at the time, but it really set me up for running my company because I learned a lot of things doing it. Just for all these curious listeners who go, a band, a band, tell us the name of the band, because I know that on your website, you do have a a mention of it. The name of the band was Mark, like the name Mark, Urgent. And it's because one day I was on the phone talking to somebody, the operator interrupted me and said, please hang up, there's an emergency call. I thought somebody had passed away. I hang up, the phone rings. It's a famous producer who ended up producing Joan Jad and a bunch of other people. And he said, he said, look, I love your music. Here's what I want you to do. Put it in an envelope and Mark Urgent on it and send it to me. Okay. And I thought, Mark Urgent. It sounds like a secret agent. A <laughs> what a great name for a band, Mark Urgent. So that's how we, that's how we came about. Oh, that's funny. Okay, well, that, that's an example of lateral thinking, which is really important. <laughs> so Mark Urgent was who appeared on American Bandstand. Yeah. At the time, Dick Clark called it LaBeouf and Beyond because that's what the band had been. So we we named it Mark Urgent later on, but it was LaBeouf and Beyond when it was on American Bandstand. So that was a period of time. It's a big leap to go in some ways from being the head of a rock band to business. So where is it? Well, you know what's interesting, Pam? For better or for worse with me, it wasn't a big leap because... If you're in a rock band and you're writing original music, you're doing creative things. So you're trying to create something. You have an audience. So when you run a business, you have a clientele. And I think the big thing for me, and there were a number of learnings, but the big thing I learned in the rock band world was it's not about being perfect. There is no perfect singer. Mm. There is no perfect musician. And instead of looking at your weaknesses and where you're not good, What you do is you focus on where each person really does well, where they perform great. And that's what I learned in the band. So I took that to my business. Okay, so what what was the turning point that took you out of being a professional musician into founding this marketing and, and training business? Well, that's kind of a heartfelt issue for me. My father passed away. I was around 28 years old. 
Oh, and dear. my father passed away, always was a big supporter of me. I was in the band fighting the battle every day. And I also was running my company on the side. And I kind of had a moment where I just, I still remember to this day, but I had a moment where I just was walking alone down the street at night near my house, walking my dog. And I thought, you know, what is, what is it that I want to do? And I thought, you know, I think I want to run this company now. I think I've, I'm done doing the rock band. I can go come back if I want, but I've made my statement and I'm ready to commit. And what I did then is I fully committed to my company. Okay. I think that's important that you fully committed. You know, there are a lot of people say, I'll do this for a while. Eh, you know, that was good, but not. It sounds like this was a real considered decision. It was. I think I had both feet you know, in different spots. I had one foot in the rock band, one foot running my company, and that was the turning point. And I never looked back. It was great. So what you do for your clients is you help them differentiate. You help them set themselves apart. So what is a central theme of that that you've taken from your experience as a musician that helps you set your company apart, helps you set your clients apart? Um, I think one of the key things that's really important, I think your listeners would appreciate this, is that if you want to differentiate yourself as a brand, as a product, do not confuse that with thinking you need to be superior. You need to be the only, the best. No, no, no. You need to be unique. Um. You need to have your style or your position. And a great example is many super creative people will prefer to use an Apple computer, a Mac, right? right? And then many, let's say, accountants and people that are in the customer service industry, well, they're going to look at, they prefer a PC. Get into an argument, and one of them can say one's better and the other's better, and they, it's not important. They're, they're different. And I think what's really critical in branding is to step back and look at what you do because people are usually very denigrating about what their product is and their brand. They go, oh, we're not that good. We're just a local this or whatever. Mm -hmm. you got to step back and realize there's some reason you've been in business. You know, some of these companies I work with have been in business 120 years and they have a terrible self-image. And I've talked to some of them as a sidebar. I talked to some of them. They're telling me, oh, we're no good. We don't do this well, blah, blah, blah. And I go, you realize that your company has weathered two pandemics. You have made it through two worldwide pandemics and a depression and recessions and two world wars. You must be doing something good. You'd think, yeah. right? think so. So I think what's important is realizing don't confuse differentiation with perfection, with being the best. You need to have your own identity and stick to it. Don't try to imitate. Don't commoditize. Be who you are. Stick to it. Trumpet it. And you have a chance. You have a chance to succeed. Okay, well, we're going to dig deeper on that. But I also want to ask you, I mean, it is unusual for a company such as yours to win so many awards. And they're all over your website and everything. We don't have to go into them all. But this differentiation piece that we're talking about, does that come into play here? Or is it something else? No, I think it does. First of all, I don't care too much about awards. My employees like the awards and it makes them feel good. And my clients like the awards. Oh, sure. But I look at awards as they're very personal. You know, somebody thinks you're the best and somebody thinks you're not. But it's great to win the awards. I think that the 
what we tried to do when we state our case for awards is that we need to realize everybody's going to say the same pablum about themselves. Yeah. And what I have to do is say, okay, everybody's going to say those things. Okay, let's boil it down. What makes us unique? Why are we the right choice for this award? And I think that has helped us. Okay, so now we're going to go really circling deeper into differentiation on a high level first. So you have this book. What made you decide that now was the time to write a book on differentiation? I mean, did you wake up just one day and say, aha, this is it? Or was it something else? Pam, that's a great question. In this situation, what I did was I stopped for a moment. I thought, you know, there will be a point where others are going to run my company. So what are we about and what do I leave to them? Number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, I'm at the point where I don't have a fear that if I put a book out and somebody doesn't like this or like that, that I'm going to lose business. I don't worry about it anymore. So I can be free to express the beliefs I have. And the book is very positive. It's super positive. And there's never a, a, a company that's embarrassed in there at all. But I'm able to be bolder in my position in life. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to write about what I know. And I I tackled it like a lot of bands would tackle their music in albums back in the rock days, which was I followed my inspiration. I didn't try to boil it into something that was formulaic. So it takes a few turns in there where you go, okay, why are you talking about this? And it's like, it's because it made sense at the time and I still like it. So I thought it would help companies out there. I thought a company that is wanting to set itself apart as unique could read that book. And if they didn't hire my company, which is fine, they can take those lessons and try to do it themselves or with somebody down the street. It almost sounds like you wrote the book you wish you had read at the time that you needed it most. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's really great. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dig deeper with Barry Labov, CEO of Labov Marketing about differentiating to lead your company like a rock band. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. And as always, we focus on enabling visionary CEOs and C-suite leaders to accelerate the momentum it takes to achieve game-changing innovation, transformation and growth. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. We're also excited to announce that we are in our ninth year of episodes. Growth Igniter's radio has been around that long. Wow. And we're proud that we've received top podcast recognition in 2022. It helps people find out about us for sure. And this year we'll have more conversations with CEOs and thought leaders like Barry Labov who are changing the face of business. And we'll also, of course, feature more of our quick take episodes. People said, we want to know what Pam and Scott think too. Right. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah. And if you're enjoying this podcast, be a recommender and spread the good word. Just open Growth Igniter's radio on whatever podcast app you're using, write a review. And also feel free to share links to your favorite episodes, maybe this one, in your social media. Back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. 
Today, Scott and I are speaking with former rock musician Barry Labov, now CEO of Labov Marketing, about the benefits of leading your company like a rock band. Barry, tell us how people can find out more about you, your upcoming book. It is not yet published. Is that correct? Correct. It is not. They can simply go to my last name dot com, which is L A B is in boy O V dot com. So if you go to Labove dot com, you can learn about us. You can reach out to me, and there will be information on the book. I have my own website, which is BarryLabove dot com as well. Feel free to reach out. I have people, you know, inquiring and sending me emails and asking to uh, get on the waiting list for the book all the time. Yes, that's, that's a good idea. So get on the waiting list, then you can be one of the first to receive it. And you can find out more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 259, and scrolling down to resources. So back to our conversation in the first segment, we were talking with Barry about how he went from a rock musician to leading his company like a rock band, and some of the high-level kinds of things having to do with differentiation. Now we're going to dig deeper, we promised. One of the biggest things you say you've learned from leading your band that applies to differentiating companies is this feeling that there's nobody that's perfect. But everybody's unique. Something like that. Is there a soundtrack that you would put to this that kind of makes it come alive for you? I love that you said soundtrack there. I think that is great, Pam. So I ask permission to borrow that when I'm speaking on some of these things, because I think that's a brilliant and creative way sure. to put it. You know, one thing I think is incredibly important, it applies to everything you want to do in your business, is you do not, as a leader, or you should not at least, know where that next great idea is coming from. It could come from anybody in your company. Too many companies silo themselves where they yeah. go, well, you know, Pam's in the creative department. She's doing the creative stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. Scott's an accountant, so he's not creative. And so-and-so is a customer service person. Well, they don't. I think one thing that is very critical for business leaders is to realize you have a collection, whether you have a five-person company or a 5,000-person company, you have a collection of brains. And these individuals can come up with something that absolutely blow your mind. You can never be assumptive and just silo where the great ideas or the great concepts come from. And oh, I think that's sure. one very big thing to understand. Sure. So is there just a quick example that brings this to life? A great idea you didn't know was going to come from there. See, we have to ask about this. Uh, well, I have many in my business. We, we, we've had many incredible concepts that have come from people in my company. I'll give you one. You've talked about rock music a lot. Yes. The band Queen. Yep. Everybody knows them. Freddie Mercury. Yes. And then there were the two other guys, Brian May. They were great. They were the guys who wrote most of the songs. Their number two hit of their entire career was Another One Bites the Dust. Yes. yes. And yes. That, was written, that was written by their bass player. Okay. And nobody even knows it. He wrote it all by himself. Huh. Came out of nowhere. Bum, bum, but what bum, they bum. did, <laughs> right? But what they did is they said, you know what, this is great. And it became a big hit. And I'm yeah. just saying, we have those opportunities in our life. And one thing to also keep in mind, Pam and Scott, you're musicians, you know this, but many of our listeners don't understand this. 
those favorite songs of yours that you love, most of them came from what would be called a mistake. Somebody was playing something on their guitar and they hit the wrong fret with their finger. They go, wow, that sounds cool. Or they're on the piano. And what happens is those so-called mistakes are moments of genius. So I think it's very important to realize that except the fact that you're not going to legislate some ideas, sometimes these ideas come and you enjoy those ideas and they can come from anybody. The key here is, and you've alluded to it, is that you have to create an atmosphere that encourages and allows and demands people to step up and say, hey, I have something here. I've seen companies where, as you said, keep your day job, man, stop that. But when you let that happen and you say, this is a cool vibe here that we can bring together, that's neat. And You've talked to us about a concept that you use in your company and with your clients that comes from the music world, jamming, that stimulates that kind of idea of, of whoa, here's, here's a cool idea. Tell us about that. We conduct hundreds of jams every year with clients as well as internally. And we have our own process. So it's not, hey, let's hang around and throw ideas. We actually go through about a four-hour experience okay and what we do is we get people loosened up and they feel good and then we start to imagine what the future would be a good future and a not so good future so they kind of get their their minds going and then we dig into tackling certain issues or obstacles that are in their way or opportunities and we go through that entire scenario within like i said a four-hour period of time and what's fascinating with that is that people begin to loosen up and they start to enjoy themselves. And, you know, Scott, you asked the question, but one of the things we do, and I I do this in meetings, even if they're not jam sessions, is we set ground rules. And one of the ground rules is we're going to cover ideas today. Of course, everybody has the freedom to bring up whatever idea they want, but we're not going to use things like pandemic economic strife, political situations as an excuse. So we'll never uh-huh. say, well, if so-and-so's elected into office, we could do by, or if there is another pandemic, no, no, let's only focus on what we can affect or influence. So we spend a day thinking on those terms. What can I influence At the end of the day, routinely, people will say, you know, I feel invigorated. I thought I'd feel wiped out. And one of the reasons was I took a vacation from all the mindless and needless worries. And I focused on what could be done and what I could help to see happen. Can you give us a specific example? You don't have to name names of jam session that brought something either to your company or to a client that was really unexpected and and really valuable. We work with Parkview Regional Health, a phenomenal healthcare company with many locations in the Midwest, and they they realized that their healthcare model had to change. They had to come up with something that was different, something that they could be profitable with and also very competitive in the in the future. And throughout that day, we examined many different concepts and they and I, I i didn't come up with this they and my team came up with an idea of basically a mobile 
unit, a mobile medical unit that could go to patients in their homes, save the patients the time and the hassles and the money to go to the hospital, but also bring that hospital, that regional hospital into the community even more. So they created it, they designed what the van would look like, they named it, and they piloted the concept, and now it's being utilized. Wow. That's amazing. All through the Midwest, all their different locations? Yeah, yes. Would you say that this kind of comes to that rock band mindset that you were talking about? It does, because in a rock band, when you jam, for those of us who are not musicians, when you jam, you do not know what's going to happen. And it could exactly. be a lousy jam. <laughs> you can say, well, <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's dunk. Okay. And you don't get caught up in the perfection of it. It's not like the corporate world where, wait a minute, I can't make a mistake. I got to be right. I do nothing yeah. because I'm afraid to make a decision. Jamming is the opposite. It's like, okay, let's let's work on this. Let's try this idea. Okay. And let's dig deep into getting that to see what it would look like if it was reality. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm hammering on this because I think it is a very unique kind of approach. And uh, you've also said, of course, that this can help attract and retain high quality employees. How does that work? Well, what's really interesting is that the idea of jamming, and I mentioned earlier, you don't know where that great idea is going to come from. If you open your heart, your arms and your company internally, as well as with your customers, to the minds and thoughts of those who are working with you, they start to feel validated. They actually have significance. Yeah. And they're not being humored, believe me. Nobody's being humored in these things. And the idea to that somebody in the accounting area, let's say, is able to express what they think, and somebody in the so-called creative or marketing area goes, wow, that's a good idea. That's a game changer. That, oh, that yeah. shakes up the culture. And, and and believe me, there are very creative accountants, very, very creative customer service people. So it's it's a it's a morale boost to do. So you never know where that next great idea is going to come from. And everyone wants to matter. Everyone yeah. wants to make there a difference. There are so many surveys yeah. that are out there right now. We read them regularly. And one of the big things that comes out is employees want to feel like they make a difference. I mean, why would... You know, why wouldn't you want to feel that way? So what you're talking about is real common sense. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will speak more with Barry LaBeouf about immediately useful ideas for increasing your competitive edge by leading your company like a rock band. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, where we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase the momentum for game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. Have you ever wondered if so many CEOs think it's important to lead for business transformation and long-term growth in a rapidly changing world, why can it be so challenging to break the orbit of the status quo? Hmm. As an author and advisor to visionary CEOs who often face mysterious pushback to their big ideas, that was the question that sent me on a long search for answers. So what's the secret of the great leaders? The successful visionary leaders I call growth igniters? The ones who are able to ignite game-changing business growth over and over again? What's their secret? 
They're able to anticipate and embrace the hidden leadership dynamics that can naturally emerge in uncharted territory. How do they do this? Well, that's what I share in my keynote, Break Orbit, Achieving Long-Term Growth in a Short-Term World. Go to pamharperspeaks.com today, and you can find out more about Pam's keynote and her availability to speak at your next leadership conference or executive retreat. Welcome back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with former rock musician Barry Lebov, now CEO of Lebov Marketing, about the benefits of leading your company like a rock band. Barry, remind us how people can find out more about you, get on that waiting list that you're talking about, and all the services of your business. The name is Lebov, L-A-B as in boy, O-V as in Victor, so it's Lebov.com. Please uh Join us there. You can leave me a message or you can go to barrylabove.com as well. I have messages coming from people regularly as well as getting on the waiting list for the new book. Wonderful. And of course, you can find out more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 259, and scrolling down to resources. So, Barry, we are at the part of our episode. You know it from listening. Yes, I These do. are the immediately useful ideas. And in this case, it's about increasing your competitive edge by leading your company like a rock band. We'll take the ideas one at a time. These are practical things. Let's say you're flying, you're done flying, you want to do something immediately actionable. What's the first idea? Well, I, I think there are three that I, I think are really good. I think they're actionable. Number one, uh, anybody can contribute. So immediately shock people in your organization by inviting Lori from the accounting area into a creative session or whatever. Okay, start doing that. That makes a lot of sense. I want to emphasize this because so often meetings are exclusive. You know, we're only going to have the C-suite. We're only going to have the marketing department. We're only going to do this. So you're saying get a good mix on your next meeting? Shock people as to who you're inviting. It's like, wait a minute, why is she being invited? Well, why not, right? And and invite, invite strange combinations of people. You know, somebody from accounting, somebody from IT, and then your creative or your marketing person. It's like, what? Yeah. Variety and different perspectives activate different parts of our brains. And we're going to jolt ourselves and all of a sudden it's, whoa, my dad used to say, I'm always 10 times smarter in somebody else's office. And I, I <laughs> believe that. Scott says that. it now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the immediately useful first idea. Let's build on that. All right. Here's the second idea. We alluded to it. I mentioned that it's not about being perfect. It's looking for differentiation. So whether you're a manufacturing company or a service company, and my company helps companies do this, but if you don't hire me, try it yourself. Walk through your facility with pedestrian eyes, as I call it, pedestrian. Think like it's the first time you walked in. Look at, let's pretend you're a manufacturer. Look at what you do that's different. Look at things that cost you more money as to and say, why are we doing this? And somebody will say, well, because it makes it better. Okay, hold on. Does anybody know that? Uh-huh. And a lot of times it's like, well, no. So look at your 
enterprise, your manufacturing, your service, whatever you do, through pedestrian eyes, walk through the area, talk to people, look at the technology, examine where you paid a little more money or why you're taking an extra step to do something, and then stop and say, is this something that's unique? Is this something that I think our customers would want to know? Not just saying because we've always done it that way, but actually using your curiosity. I'll share very quickly. I I work with a wonderful family manufacturing company, and they they make a uh, it's like a manhole cover, a man lid cover for a certain product. They put millions of dollars in. I was talking to one of the family members. I said, "Wow." what makes this unique? And he said, well, we've spent millions of dollars. It has a safety latch on it that is great because when there's too much pressure inside the big tanker trailer, it will not explode and it saves lives and all that. I said, great. What do you call that latch? And he said, latch. (laughs) I said, do you promote it? Have you named it? Have you done it? He said, no, I just did it because it's the right thing. I'm saying if you can step back and look at what you're doing. These are actionable. What are we doing? We have a latch that we should name, that we should trump it. So what is your company's latch? What is yes. your what is the thing that the unique just, thing that right. it might be a secret but shouldn't be. Okay. Yeah. So what about a third immediately useful idea? Okay, this is the third, and this is really big. We haven't talked about it. We've alluded to it, and that is when you look to brand your company and you have identified your differentiation, and let's say it results in, hey, here are three things we're naming as differentiators. And maybe you change the, the name of a product. Maybe you change your logo or slogan, whatever. The very first people to share it with and celebrate it with before the world sees it is your employees. Yeah. Your employees mm-hmm. first. You do not, and I say this to all your listeners because you guys do a phenomenal job and it's in in lockstep with how you think. You do not go through the branding process, invest in it, and then send it out and have your employees get emails and phone calls and they're going, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody told me about this. Yeah. Yes. And when I say this, and I'll say this to your listeners, it's not just informing your employees. It's celebrating. Here's what. Do you know we we built this latch and we put $2 million in so it saves lives? That's why we do it. Did you know we do blah, blah, blah? Did you know Andy is the guy who designed this? Andy, stand up. Isn't it amazing what Andy... Okay, all of a sudden, I feel good as an employee. I actually have some purpose or meaning in what I do. So share with employees. And by the way, don't wait for the perfect moment. Don't set up the once a year meeting. You can share on a daily basis with employees as to what is unique and what they're doing to support the company and how how important what they're doing is. And of course, when people feel good and feel like there's recognition, that sparks more. It's a virtuous cycle. Yeah, there's a buzz. There's a buzz. And you know what? If any of your listeners are going, you know, that sounds great, but we have terrible product quality. We have so many problems in the plant. I'm going to say, please listen to what we just said, because these individuals probably don't think they're doing anything that special. If they do know that, then, you know, maybe they'll take the time to do a good job. Yeah. And there are so many ways to celebrate, and I'm sure that's some of what your people help 
your clients to do. So we are at the end of our episode. This has been great. Can you leave us with some final thoughts about leading your company like a rock band to differentiate and thrive regardless of the economy? Yes, I would say, as and we discussed this, it's not about being perfect. It's about identifying what you do best and the why behind it. Why do we do it? And then expressing it with employees first. Okay. Okay. Well, Barry, thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out to us with these great ideas. And thank you for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. It's been an honor. Both of you are fantastic. I'm a big fan. Well, thanks, Barry. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To contact us, get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, maybe to listen to Barry's song, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 259. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with these questions to consider. What steps can I take starting today to differentiate myself as a leader? And how can I help my company stand out as a provider of unique value to our customers and our other stakeholders? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.